podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the net, brilliant goal. On debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! Kane, good area for Spurs, and Kane's not afraid to shoot! Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane! That is exceptional! Who will try and place it, wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason! Terry in the Burnley back line, and Son breaks forward. Oh wow, what a run! Yemin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Welcome to another New Spurs Order podcast slash show slash whatever you want to call it. Under the lovely touchline Fracker banner, I'll be your host tonight, X Pack, and I'll be uh, I'll be joined tonight by none other than um, Scott Hall. Uh, how are you doing? Uh no, I'm fine. You know, yeah. uh, I think I should. I think I should start off the the pod by saying, um, there is, uh, you know, some uh, arguments within the NSL faction, and uh, recently, due to performances of our team, I Scott Hall have recently called out Booker T and Goldberg. Uh, for a cage match, uh, we're just trying to uh, sign the contracts and get that sorted. Because uh, I've had enough. I've had enough. There's no more positivity needed uh, to be said. Certain players need their head bland. Hmm. Yeah, maybe when the uh, tops comes back from the Bahamas or wherever he is, he'll sign the belt agreement. I'm sure. I heard he was on a yacht. Uh, yeah, know. it might be on the so, somewhere right. Yeah, somewhere around the Bahamas. Joe and Vivian Lewis. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's doing a Hugo right now, drinking wine. Mm. But I heard his favorite drink is strawberry daiquiri. Hey, don't don't quote me on none of this stuff. I'm just passing over the messages. <laughs> well, yeah, it was interesting you say that. There's um, obviously been some happenings and things going on in the world of Spurs. And I do wonder if I had come back to my phone after a certain game had been played, how many uh, unread messages there would have been in the group chat after yesterday's game. But I digress. We'll, um, we'll cover the first game first. We had the first game out of the two we've just played since we last recorded on the weekend. We played Everton at home. Um, it's coming off the back of the Brighton win, which we played a 3-5-2. Obviously, going into that game, uh, were you a confident? And two, did you think he would rock up with uh, five midfield? What for the Everton game? For the Everton at home game, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, honest to God, I I wasn't even worried about Everton at home. Um, he could have rocked up with a two-five-nine for all I care. Even though that's not even a formation. Um, Everton are just poor, you know. Um, and then watching the game. Uh, that was one of the few games this um, season that I've not been able to make home games in, in terms of um, 
being in live attendance, but watching the game back, uh, we dominated. We dominated. But Everton is not a good... How should I put this? Everton's just not a good barometer to, to gauge what whether your team has really bounced back or whether your team has a um, significant amount of dominance in a match. They're, they're just not good. That's my take. Yeah, I was looking at a lineup and their front three didn't look particularly potent. Um, so Conte went into that. So first half, I mean, we started with the 3-4-3 three, three again. Um Effectively dropped Basuma back to put Richarlison up on the right. Um, as Yao alluded to, Scott Hall, my apologies. Um, we got on the front foot from minute one, which isn't exactly been a hallmark of our season so far. We looked to get forward straight away. We managed to sustain pressure for long periods. Didn't necessarily create too much um, until Richarlison got injured. And um, what did you make with, obviously, Basuma coming on and how we looked after that? Because going into that game, we actually had a lot of uh, this team's two defensive allegations. I think the 3-5-2 allowed us to dominate the game more uh, than we already did, to be honest with you. Um, But I didn't feel like, again, I didn't feel like we weren't in control in the first half. Um, under the three-four-three, so really and truly, adding an extra body just gave us even more dominance than we already had in the game. Um, Everton had two good chances in that first half, and that was it. Uh, two chances that I honestly believe were more fashioned by our own mistakes uh, and lack of concentration. Um, outside of that, they 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 weren't a threat at all, uh, and that was in you know the preferred Conte formation of three-four-three. And also, um, even it was even worse for them when we went to a three-five-two because we had that extra body in midfield. Honestly, it, it's fine. I don't know how Onana didn't hit the target with that. It uh, bubbled. It, it both both shots. Funny, he's enough. right in front of goal. He's yeah, right in both, front of goal. It was we're lucky to be honest. I think we got let off. Oh, we we got let off with those two because you know nine times out of ten you you watch these kind of matches and those chances get buried. Um, Onana and uh, Gray's like both Joe's chances were like really, really good chances for Everton. But um, luckily for us, both of them literally, as they went to shoot, the ball literally popped up. Like, literally, if you go watch the replay, the ball literally was basically at their shin as they was literally about to strike the ball. I was like, quit in, (laughs) I'm not gonna complain, am I? So you know, unlucky for them, lucky for us. Very, very. And yeah, um, luckily, <laughs> almost luckily, like Conte was um, quite fortunate in the way Richarlison got injured. I can say that now because he's not injured for that for that long. Like there were fears he was going to miss the World Cup. Um, but yeah, he. I, I'm glad he opted to bring on Basuma instead of Lucas Moura. Pleasantly surprised, in fact. Um managed to match them up and just have more control. Bissouma constantly breaking up play and always showing for an option of the centre-backs for me was was always good. And to their credit, Bentancu and Hoybier managed to do really well um, going forward, which is something I wasn't sure was in either of their lockers, to be fair. like, um, But no, going forward, 
great, particularly Ben Tanker taking up spaces where see we would have normally had someone like Kulizewski pretty much being the water carrier for us. Um, created chance after chance, managed to win the penalty through um, who you like to call Harry Kane. Definitely no nicknames there. Um, no, no doubt in him dispatching it. And um, yeah, one of your favourite players combining with Ben Tanker at the end to, to score that goal. It was a pretty good take, um, I reckon. I mean... Like I said, it, it, it's just it's just one of those games where it's like really hard for um for like any sort of excitement to really come from it because Richarlison plays on the right. Granted, you know he hasn't had a few good games at all. Um, he's not really been um he hasn't been he hasn't had the same impact he had in the very start of the season with the first few games he came off the bench and especially his performance against Fulham but it's frightening for me how you know the lack of not having kulu is is just it it just takes away from our attack you know i, I feel like kulu is the one that gets people off their seats uh, and without him yeah it's quite stale and to be honest, Richarlison should really be on the left. It's his preferred position coming off, um, off from the left. But we all know who's there, even though he's had a stinker start of the season. Played well against Everton, though. Couldn't care less. Everybody played well against Everton. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if if it was if it was against a team that I could respect, then yeah, sure, fine. You know, played well. But yeah, playing what well, right now this season, playing well against Everton or Leicester City. Get, get garners you no respect whatsoever from me. The, the both teams are just leaking like a like a broken toilet. Damn, heavy tax on Ever- on Everton. Then um, I've got to apologise for anyone listening. If you do hear me sniffle at any point, it's because yeah, toddler nurseries are a real pandemic, and it's absolutely not me for six. Um, I was going to go on and ask about uh, Matt Doherty's performance as well, but. I assume you may put Everton tax on that too. The super Everton tax on that. Listen, the whole team played well against Everton. And I don't care. They've done the same thing against Leicester City at home. Luckily for us, both games were at home. In fact, no, actually, unluckily for us, both games were at home. I would rather both games to be away. And we got those away victories out of the way, to be honest with you. But we'll see how we fare at the King Power Stadium and uh, Merseyside. True, true. And yeah, even uh, even Spence played well and he only came on for 90 seconds. So yeah, bless I mean, him. He got less than garbage minutes. Conte is a disgusting guy, to be honest with you. He's a value. <laughs> and anybody that watched Conte's career, it's, it's disrespectful. Audacity with this man. Well, I guess I can't avoid it any longer. Uh tried to start a positive note and to... to I guess distracts from um, from the game we unfortunately played last night at the time of recording. Uh, went up to Old Trafford with um, relatively high expectations. What did you think about uh, the team, and what were your expectations for the result going into it? Let me ask a question: Why? Why was was your expectations high, or what are you saying? I thought we could gen- get a result because uh, I'll base it on this, right? 
We have come off the back of two good results in the league. We'll see Brighton and Everton. We're looking to... It looks like some of our key players are all starting to hit form at the same time. And with a pretty, I'd say, a decent performance at Old Trafford last year, we're only beaten by Ronaldo just deciding he wanted to score a hat-trick against us. And I wasn't expecting him to start. And I saw before the game that Ericsson wasn't going to play. So I didn't really have faith in their ability to play through us or be able to build play. So I thought, okay, even with us playing at Old Trafford tax, we could, we should be getting the draw out of this and potentially even the win if we actually turn up. Um, to be honest with you, I don't think there's much old traffic tax in the last 10 years. We've had pretty good results going to yeah, their stadium. That's also you know, true. It's not one of those stadiums that we, we fear um, as much as we did back in the day. Um, but one of the biggest problems we've had, especially in recent seasons, is we just seem to concede goals there for fun. However, on the basis of this season alone, Arsenal went there, lost. Liverpool went there, lost. I looked at those two, the, the way those two teams performed. I was like, okay, uh, you know, they got at United, United got at them. United caught them pretty much, caught them very well um, on the counter-attack and, and punished them. And I was like, okay, the, you know, there's there's a chance there to, to get at United. I saw the first 20 minutes of our game. I was like, it's curtains. After 15 minutes, I was like, it's curtains. It's curtains. And then by the time That's it got where to we half, peaked as well. So it's been yeah, interesting yeah. to hear what you saw. It got to it got to like half time. It wasn't even around half time. I think it was about the 35th minute mark. Um, and I was like, we have held a lot of shots recently. Like it was like it was like a 10-minute period where we held a lot of shots, and I was like, bloody hell, like. We are under the freaking cosh here. And then I think we got to the 40th minute and they mentioned the stat. I was like, yes, yeah, curtains. <laughs> like it's it's the we're not we're not coming away with nothing. And I th- there was this small belief in like a few of the Tottenham fans that I could see on Twitter. Small belief that oh we went in at nil-nil, you know, we could come out the, the second half and, and do something. I was like, you you guys must think that. Were, were some mentality gurus in this club, bro. We're going to come out and stink the whole place up. And just exactly what we did. I, it, there was nothing positive after that first half. I was like, if we come out of this stadium with a draw, we have absolutely robbed them. Yeah, because <laughs> what they did in that first half, what we allowed them to do in that first half was disgusting. Listen, there's one passage of play that I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, nobody can explain to me how this happened. Ball gets played, and Dyer literally literally watches the ball go past his toe, and Rashford runs off behind him. Ah, uh, yeah, and just, yeah. And my my thing was maybe the ball was a bit th- like because sometimes you know on TV you can't see the distance between the ball and the player. I was like maybe maybe it was a bit nah. nah. They showed an angle from basically just behind Dyer. Yeah, and I was like. I was like, he actually just watched this ball. <laughs> he literally watched this ball go past him. He must have thought in the back of his head, oh, Romero's behind me. He's just going to clean. Why don't you just clean up? That's the part that I don't understand about our defence. It's always, yeah, yeah, somebody else will, you know, like, and this has always been my problem with that. Even to, like, a couple of seasons ago where I remember he let the ball go past him and Firmino tapped it in at home. 
Um, and I was like, why Why did this guy consistently just watch the ball go past him? What kind of syndrome of nonsense is that? I don't, I don't, I just don't understand it. And literally after that, I was like, yeah, mate, we, we conceded. Hugo saved that chance. There was another chance that like, a few minutes later he saved. Then he saved the short chance. I was like, yeah, it's done. It's done. Yeah, there was another header. I think, no, it was a, a volley from uh, Luke Short, the near post, as it, it came across. Well, finished. Um, I do remember that passenger play well. I, was, I saw that same replay, and I was thinking, like, Dyer was looking across. It looked like he was trying to tell the right-hand side of our defence to tuck in. What? He had no idea. I mean, we weren't putting any pressure on whoever played that ball into Rashford. I think it was Fred. Yeah, but the um, ball... And he just slid, slid it in amazing. between him and Davis and like they it caught them both cold. Um, no, but even even if it caught them cold, the thing that's frightening in this circumstance is that the ball is it's a straight ball. Yeah, it's, yep. it's not it's not a ball that literally split the two of them. It wasn't like oh they it was both an easy split. pass to make to be honest. They could have eat they could have easily all Dai had to do was step onto the ball. It, it, it was basically a pass to him. I don't think in. he was well positioned enough, to be fair. But that within itself is poor, to be honest, because if he had seen, like, if he if he had just shuffled over one step to the left before the pass was played, then he would have been in an ideal position to probably get it. But he would have been to, on top of the by ball. By the time if the ball was played, he, he was going to get nowhere near it. Right? Like, the damage was already done. Like, he just I, I, didn't I read think, the pass coming. He, I think I think that's the problem with our team. There's there's too much. Oh, I can't get there. Stick a foot. Stick a foot. Like worst case scenario in that situation is he sticks a foot and he he um, he diverts the trajectory of the ball. He done nothing. He actually he actually done this. <laughs> you could you couldn't even make this stuff up. He stared, watched the ball turn, and then realized, oh my god, there's a there's a striker. Behind me, the, the the awareness is frightening. Frightening. Yeah, it was. Um, it went first half. It got kind of got worse as it went along. Although I didn't think we were in a huge amount of trouble. Still, even though that last ten minutes they could have scored two or three, but there was it, quite a lot of moments where we were actually able to play out and reach the edge of their box quite a few times. I even saw. Um, Kane just get a few little bits of change out of uh, Martinez as well, but we weren't able. To, like the final decision and the final action was just always poor. That was always Kane. poor. There's one particular one from Doherty where he came inside and tried Shot to wrap left. it with his left foot when he had Benton Kerr and someone else, literally just for a nice pass across goal. Um, he's if he's going to shoot, he has to at least like to, he has to get it on target and test the hair. But yeah, he just fluffed it completely wide. Um, Listen, Kane, Kane getting bullied by in, in in British football. Kane getting bullied by, say, a six foot plus defender weighs I don't know x amount of pounds. People be like, oh yeah, no, it's a tough game. He got bullied for nearly ninety minutes by a guy that was ridicul- ridiculed the whole summer about his height. He got bullied. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't get. He, whatever change he got out of uh, Martinez wasn't enough to buy a 60p Mars bar. It just it just wasn't. He didn't get enough. Cha- he didn't even get enough. Cha- I don't even think he got enough change for Fredo. Like he got nothing. He went to the shop and came back with a 10p plastic bag. That's what he came back with. He got nothing out of it. Like this is meant to be 
the the greatest English striker of all time. Do me a favor, bro. Breath in hell. Oh my god. This team is going to I refuse to let this team be the death of me. I refuse. It's um unfortunate that might end up being the case at this rate. Like I kind of saw I did see the plan in the first half. Like you said earlier, I think the top six teams they'd already be in the home, they just caught them on the break while they were too poor going forward. Whereas we I think by design we decided to sit sit off a bit and try and cut lanes and just defend positions, but we just didn't do it well. Really and truly, and um, to be fair, they did well with obviously bombing on Dallow and Shaw just to pin back our win backs, and they just sustained pressure from there. Um, especially in the last ten minutes of the first half, where we we didn't really get out apart from like one shot. Where I think we we did actually have the last shot of the first half, funnily enough, but it was Kane from a tight angle. Um, but yeah, I saw enough in that kind of first half to say okay. We're going to have to get on the front foot by force. Uh, we've seen it before this season many a time, unfortunately, where we can mm. just get back on the front foot and start just playing well without any without any change of personnel, without even conceding the goal. Like we'll just make the necessary small tweaks to our to our structure to to get us back on the front foot. But a disastrous start to the second half, I would say. Listen. You, the the goal we conceded at the start of the second half is no different to a goal you will see on five side pitches up and down the country. What the hell are you doing, letting man play any sort of football in and around your box? What like what are you doing? We just literally when the shot came in, I think it was Rashford that laid it off. The, the pass wasn't even fizzed into it. It was like, here, Fred, have a pop. Just just have a pop. And he the, the power behind the shot wasn't even crazy. Nobody went out to block this. Nobody. Hugo was left stumped because Davis got a flick on it. I'm like, all right, that's the time when you want to decide to use your feet to stop a ball from going through. I mean, listen. Davis was having a poor game as well. Just compounded that. He's had a poor career as far as I'm concerned. Like, he, can, he could <laughs> do one. I've, I've had enough. I've had an absolute enough of it, bro. What, what a basic guy. What an absolute basic guy. Everything about him is basic. The whole, his last name is not even, it's not even, there's no, there's no je ne sais quoi to him. Nothing. His left foot basic, right foot basic, haircut basic, whole career basic, just basic. He's a basic guy. Everything he's done in his life is 5.5 out of 10. No frills. Conte perfect player though. Because probably Conte was actually I shouldn't even nah, Conte was basic flipping up. I hate these guys. He needs to yeah. sway out. He needs to sway out because I've had enough. This is this is ridiculous. <laughs> and the funny thing about it is, you look at it and you're like, all right, cool. Spurs have lost away to Arsenal, away to United. The Arsenal one, I'm not actually too vexed about because we haven't done well at the Emirates in decades. We've got a few draws here and there. We won one time in the uh, Carabao Cup, but we, as a uh, in the league, we just haven't received much change out of that stadium. Old Trafford's a bit annoying because we have beaten United quite comfortably a few times in the uh, United sides as well. Yeah, um, and we drew to I think we drew to Chelsea and West Ham. I think that's our two draws. So those all four of those matches are away. 
all four of them. Now, the only way you can right those wrongs is four victories at home against all four of those teams. That's the only. There's not. I don't want to hear a draw. Nothing. Yeah. If there's not four, if there's not twelve points from those four games at home, then then you're, you've completely missed the beat. And that's the only way you can right a lot of these wrongs. That's that's the only thing that kind of kind of to a very very small degree saves these players and Conte is that all four of those games that I've just mentioned were away from them. All four of them. Three of them in stadiums we don't have great history in and one against a team that whenever they face us, it's their, it's their final. It's their World Cup, FA Cup, Carling Cup, you name a final, it's their final. So, you know, I, I, I think the performance was more frightening. And, and Conte wait until... I can't remember what time period it was to make changes. He made three changes. I mean, f- for the love of God, you saw your team get smashed to bits in that first half. You've literally just conceded. Why not just make a change then? Why not say, you know what, Bomb, we're 1-0 down. The, the tactic didn't work. Let's make the change and let's go for it. Why not, like, just try? Yeah, no, he just, he just decided to shrug his shoulders, walk around, yell a bit. He gave up. As far as I'm yeah, concerned. his uh, his game management was particularly poor, and that was the next point I was about to get on. Because even before even before they scored their second goal, we were being overran. Like that, them scoring, making like um, making it one nil didn't trigger us into any action at all. If anything, we got worse and worse. Um, our left side in particular was quite bad. Like Davis was having a mare. Hoybier was actually a ghost. Like I have praised him. Uh, this season throughout because as I said this game was particularly bad like even as bad as um, maybe even worse as some of the games he was having last season when he was was he quite heavily fatigued but <clears throat> yeah I, I wasn't sure really what was going on with him and as the game went on Basuma's touch got heavier Ben Tankur became very passive the whole team just became ghosts and we saw at Chelsea away in, in the other games as well when Conte does actually change the personnel it doesn't even necessarily have to be an attacking sub and if he does change personnel he, he more often than not gets the reward out of it Frank aside, like he's obviously resting players but when he's bringing players on to change the game in our favour it tends to work so for whatever reason he didn't decide to do that. Um, United continued to sustain pressure until Bruno Fernandes scored, which we made him look great throughout, by the way. Like I, I cannot believe how much freedom he got and just generally how well he was able to actually just dictate the tempo of his team, whereas usually he just spams balls forward and hopes, especially to Rashford. Um, again, credit to Hugo Lloris, though. He could have, like, Rashford should have had a hat trick. He turned that defense inside out at times, prevented uh, prevented a high scoreline. But yeah, we didn't make subs until the 80th minute, um, which was shocking. Like, what were the subs that you wanted to see? I guess at the time and at what minute? I think he should have. Like, to be honest with you, if Skip was, so he done Skip Spence. I think he done Sassignon. He couldn't have done any attacking changes because uh, Richarlison and Kulu are injured. Um, 
Mora, I, w- I wouldn't have really. If me personally, I would have. This is this is gonna sound insane. I would have gone. I'd have probably kept uh, Basuma on. Uh, he's played the least amount of minutes out of uh, Ben and Hoybier. Um and I probably would have kept him on for the basis of he, he's probably got a, a bit more in the tank to give in that game. I'd have taken either Ben or Hoybjerg off for skip and told him, look, this, you sit in front of the back line and just shore it up. I would have then brought on Spence and, um, what's his name, Sessignon, and I would have I would have gone probably to a 3-4-3, which is Conte's preferred formation, uh, and I would have said, push, push the hell up literally push these guys as far back as possible. Um, I know that would probably mean I'd probably have to bring on one more player. Um, so probably either, again, both Ben and Hoybier could go off and probably Mora comes on and we, we just go for it. But that, that would have been my choice. And I would have done it. I would have done three of those substitutions straight after the first goal, immediately after the first goal. I'd have done, mm. I'd have done three of those changes immediately. Um but he didn't. He done absolutely nothing. We got smashed for a further 20 minutes, conceded again, and then he made changes five minutes later. And the changes he did bring on were um questionable to say the least. Like he uh he first bring on um this is the 82nd minute we first made subs, by the way, and it was three subs. I see bring on uh Davison Sanchez for Dyer to replay a centre centre back. Uh Ryan Sassignon came on for Matt Doherty to play right wing back and then uh Lucas Mora came on um to effectively make it a three four three but yeah it was um it was like Lucas Mora's first action was hilarious as well like so much time and space on the ball had Sassen Young overlapping and then he just lost the ball in the middle. It typifies him. Um me personally I think yeah sixtieth minute I would have had to, I like, it was screaming out for Longley and Sessegnon just to come on that left-hand side for me. I mean, being realistic, I would have loved to have had Spence as well, but I just didn't think that was realistic. Yeah, Conte, I I don't get it. I don't get why he was so weak in his game management, to be honest. Like, I thought he he would have learned his lessons from previous games, but he's just not just... He actually cries a lot when things ain't going his way. He, he he's a mopey bastard, uh, and it's it's annoying. It's actually annoying because it's like it's fine. You can mope around when you don't have, uh, say, depth. And I know that we've lost two of our attacking options, which is annoying. You know, because especially in Kulu's case, he's a he's a big threat for us. But you, you're a bloody manager. It's your job to figure out how to get the job done. I don't understand this. Like, I and this might be, and, and I know people be like, "Oh, it's no different to Jose." Fine, yeah. Jose's attitude as a as a person, that's how he is. You know, Wenger used to moan a, a lot, but he used to also find you know uh, ways around it, even with a weaker squad. The same goes for um, who also Simeone, massive moaner, absolutely moans. He's t- like everybody off, but he also finds a way. But with Conte, sometimes when he's morning, you think to yourself, what are you talking about? We we just literally brought in six players this season and, and one of them in Basuma is, well, for anybody anybody that watches football will tell you, outside of the top six, 
he was one of their most preferred centre midfielders to to get into a, a bigger club. You get him, and the first thing you told the press is, "I don't feel he's disciplined in in what I need him to." What like what what is that about? Like what is that about? Like you you watch this guy absolutely harass your favourite midfielder. Hoiberg is clearly his favourite midfielder. He 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 can't think of a way to drop that guy. You've seen this guy absolutely take the piss out of your best midfielder probably week in, week out in training now. And you seem to be under the impression that he can't do what you want him to do. No, man, the guy's drunk. He's drinking the same wine that, that Hugo has clearly been bringing to training. Absolute insanity. I, I don't understand it. And like I said... When things ain't going his way, he's just, he's just an absolute moaner. Uh, and a moaner for, for all the wrong things. Yes, we do need more recruits. That's always been the case for any club. You know? And it's it's obvious for us that obviously we're going to need more recruits in January and probably in summer. The defence still needs shoring up. And we definitely need forwards or some, something in the creative department to like at least get us ticking when we do win the ball or sometimes con- like control the games. But outside of that, it is his job to find a winning solution. Now, credit to him, maybe, even though it's not looked fantastic, after 11 games, we have seven victories, two draws and two defeats. But those four away games that I mentioned, we haven't looked good. And three of them, we looked horrible. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I, don't mind. I, I guess I don't mind so much the moaning and the stubbornness of... Of the guy, I almost pretty much accepted that when he was joining us. Um, I still remember Klopp in his first like 18 months, two years, being criticised for his gung-ho style, for conceding all these goals, for not dropping Dejan Lovren and plays like this. And he was so stubborn until um, the club actually started to make more kind of statement signings after they sold Coutinho. Um I'm still obviously willing to give him the time and obviously the, you can have the, the keys time. to uh, spending. He, he has to just find the answers. He, he can't like he can't come out like he recently he came out and he was saying, "Ah, oh, you know, we're, we're still struggling in these big. Of course, we're still struggling in these big games." You set up a three-five-two and told everybody to sit back. What kind of nonsense is this? Mm. And like that, that's the thing as well. I wouldn't even want to use Kulisevsky as an excuse. For that game, I wouldn't even want to use any kind of excuse for that game that Conte might use to say uh, we 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 seem to just not raise the level for these high games. Like we had the tools to get a result at Old Trafford. I, I still stand by that. Like we definitely had the tools to stand by it. But really and truly, even with the game plan, what it was, the in-game management as poor as it was, as poor as the players played, I still don't really know what the mitigating factor is, other than. Um, like I think, I think the players, a lot of them, played within themselves. It's not as the well time. as not being helped by Conte in game. It's it was just a kind of shocking day at the office all day round. Well, we've we've had a few of them already this season, which is frightening. What would what would you say was as bad as as the United game? Arsenal. Yeah. Okay. Arsenal, fair enough. Arsenal away. Like honestly, like that that's a North London derby. That's a derby. Yeah. Now people can be like, oh, but you were in it in the first half. It was 1-1. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, but you, you could see the writing was on the wall. 
after that first last day. We couldn't even... Some of the passing from Son uh, on that day. Oh, my God. I, I, if I could... Honest to God, if people could respawn from, like... Like, if life was like COD, I, I would have I'd have shot him multiple times. I've had enough. I've Friendly had, fire. I would... Oh, my gosh. I've had enough. Like, granted, he can be fantastic. He really can be. But for the love of God, when this guy stinks, it smells like sewage. It's awful. It is absolutely awful. He can't hold the ball. He can't pass. He can't link up with nobody. It's disgusting. So it's absolutely annoying. And then people will turn around and he'll go score a hat-trick against Leicester City and people will be like, yeah, that's why you stop. Listen, our two best games this season have probably been Leicester City and Everton. No, Who, who respects either one of them? I don't. <laughs> Damn, is there? Uh, it's 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 yeah, it's tough times. We we're gonna have to snap out of it soon. Like it's it's weird because I I truly got the feeling we'd actually look to hit some patch of good form, showing the kind of way we played towards the end of last season. Now we've got some players going back into form, and it feels like. See the cliche one step forward, two steps back. Like um it's it's hard to break down the game like that as well. I think for me, all of the emotions you know, still very raw. I'm still very um downbeat and I feel I've still pretty much almost lost my head over that over that game just for how poor it was, which I I don't know about anyone else in uh in the group chat on the pod, but I, I really and truly didn't expect it. Was what, there the anything defeat? else you used to, to summarise that game? Because I've, I've, Listen, I've I, you may have not expected the defeat. I, I don't, I can't speak for, for Goldberg and, and Booker T, but, but they will see me. <laughs> they, they will see me soon. Uh, that cage match is, is on. Yeah. Cause like I told people, I've had enough. Yeah. We can't be positive no more. Some players have to get beat up. Well, I told people before we're we're not we're not the usual fan base, you know. We're not the usual, you know, podcast. We're, we're the NSO, so we have to strike fear to these players. They have to either deliver or suffer the consequences of not delivering, and and that, that, that's the stage that they're in right now. Some man better be careful because they can't see me at the end of a Tottenham game. Ooh. It's gonna be bloody Mary. Name saying, names. Like... I think I know one of the names. Who who do you think? Viking. And I don't I don't I don't care for him. I actually don't care for him. I think he's a he's an imposter, Ooh. personally. Like he, he talks a fantastic game. Probably will be a good coach one day, but that guy is an imposter, bro. Bloody hell. But one guy who I'm telling you right now, he can he cannot see me. Because if he sees me, it's gonna be problem. <laughs> yeah. Is Hum Ming Son. I'm t- broken son. He's not my son. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, it's going to, it will be bloody if I see this guy. There's, he can't smile at me. He can't ask me how my day is. He has absolutely infuriated me this season. It's bad enough that you can go multiple games and play poorly and still get selected. This is the thing that actually annoys me the most about Spurs as a club. Bad performances don't get punished as often as they do in other clubs. Other clubs, listen, three, four bad performances, you're riding the bench. 
we ain't got time for this. Like, and I mean, I'm not talking about ah, oh, nah, he he wasn't too good today. He was decent today. He was all right today. Mm, he had a decent game today. Not not that he was bad, 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 awful, horrible, bad, evil, disgusting. Oh, hat trick against Leicester City. Horrible, bad. Oh, played well against Everton. Horrible. Like it's t- <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like how can I've, the part that made me realize, nah, the son is he's testing my feelings here. Away at Frankfurt, Benton Core breaks through the midfield, runs about 10, 15 yards, gives a forward pass. Now, for me, I'm like, that pass is going to Richardson. But I'm like, there's not, it's not a killer pass. It's not like he's punched it with incredible pace. Yeah. So Son has now run onto this ball and his first touch. Mm. I've given the ball immediately to the defender. I said, ah. Oh. You know, when the touch is heavier than the pass given, it's oh, a bit Oh, my God. I said, this guy is going to make me explode in my house. It's too late to be shouting. And I was on the verge of screaming the house down. I was like, no, nah, I've, I've had enough. Absolutely enough. And we can't, because obviously Richarlison is injured now. Um, and... Conte has this weird sensation of like playing him right side and Kulu is also injured we can't drop him he's not undroppable mm, well, he was almost undroppable like... anyway the only player that's really been dropped out of the forward line is weirdly uh, Kulizewski got dropped for those three games uh, towards the start of the season as uh, yeah you're looking sideways at the camera um, I don't really blame you um, it's funny, even when we've got the dynamic of the pod, me, myself, X-Pac being more of an optimist, you, Scott Hall, being a bit more of a pessimist, we, uh, coming, <laughs> reaching, uh, reaching the same opinion on, um, quite a lot of stuff after that dark, dark game. Yeah, well, I mean, well, we were, we were on last night, um, with, uh, Marlon from, uh, View from the South Stand, if I'm correct. Yes, and, you are uh, correct. You're not you too used to the North Stand yet. Yeah, 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 I am actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and listen, every guest that was on there, and shout out to a View from the South Stand, uh, great pod, in, enjoyed my time. Um, but everybody that was on there, the, most of the chat weren't positive. It's not positive. Remember, we're, f- we're third in the league. Are we third in the league? We're third in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best start to our league season. This, yeah, still. Third in the league, twenty points. Literally, City have a game in hand. I think Arsenal have a game in hand. A few games have a few teams have a game in hand, but City are on the same amount of points as us. Yet, being on the same points as City, yeah, everybody else is looking at City like, man, when they get going, it's finished for the rest of the league. Nobody's looking at Spurs, thinking, yeah, when they get going, it's finished. Nobody. Everyone's like, yeah, them men are gonna, they're gonna drop points. They're gonna, <laughs> like, it's inevitable. That that how can you be third with the amount of games played? Eleven games have been played. Eleven games have been played so far. We're third. We've only lost two games, and people are looking at us as a kid. You man can't sustain this. Listen, listen to listen to what's being said on him. You man can't sustain this. <laughs> what? How? You know how? Because we've done this to ourselves. We have done this to ourselves. I still the players don't, they don't have the minerals. 
to be fair. And I still like, and this is obviously based on last season. And obviously this is going to be heavily aided with Kulisevsky eventually coming back. But I still think we've got a lot of gears to go through as well, a side. We have like, to find them. We look like we were going through the gears against Everton, albeit yes, a poor side. And we even played relatively well against Brighton for 60 odd minutes. But it was looking better and it was looking like we were looking sharper going through the gears and then we just yeah as we've said multiple times in this pod already we just didn't show up um but up, you know. going forward though uh going forward even on the weekend where we play we play newcastle at home i guess we might as well uh, segue onto that game now i still think we got gears to go through still um Obviously, with the mood still being a bit downbeat and everything else, how are you feeling um, going to that game like at home? Not positive at all. So? Not positive. If Worst case, 2-2 draw. I, don't, I haven't checked to see if Newcastle travel well. Um, best case for me, 3-1. They're unbeaten since September. They're unbeaten since they Away lost from at home. Anfield um, in the league in general. In 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 the league in general, they're unbeaten since when? September. And who so have they, they lost the way? They lost the way at Liverpool. Yeah. Um, and I think that was a last minute goal as well. I think it was it that was. Fabio Carvalho like bundle yeah, yeah, goal. Um. And and what what other away games have they played since? They've played Wolves away. They drew. Uh, they played Fulham away one four one. They played Man United away just before we did, and drew nil nil with the rotated side as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> it's, it's like I look at Newcastle, and I don't even see a particularly good side. Like I say they've got one of the top midfielders in the league in in Bruno Guimaraes, but you look at people like. Miguel Almiron, like I don't think he's a good player. I look at Jacob Murphy, I think he's a very poor player. Um, their defense yeah, looks their defense quite solid. Great. I think Nick Pope can be got at quite easily. Yeah, um, the defense ain't great. They they ain't got a great defense, but that doesn't mean. I mean, that means Diddley squat in the Premier. I think uh, Botman and uh, Dan Byrne have shorted up a bit. Trippier is obviously doing quite well for them now. Um, Joel Linton being the centre mid is hilarious, but it's effective. And um, I mean, I, for me, I'm quite confident going into this game. Like, I think on paper, we've 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 again got the tools to get the result. We 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 really and truly need the win. Eddie Howe seems to have a really poor record against Spurs. No well, matter you know what if that it's means. Pochettino, Mourinho, Conte, like he seems to at least like in one of the games in the season ship at least four or five. Well, three, four, five goals to to one of our sides. So, really and truly, I'm expecting a win. Um, do you expect any personnel changes to uh, to the starting lineup? No, no. I think I think he I think he does revert back to three four three. Um, that means I, Lucas Moura starts. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, you don't I, think he'll change? Would you change the uh, wing backs at all? Or do I think if he will change the wing backs, or would I change the wing backs? Um, I 
think you said you don't expect him to change anything, but would no, you I don't, I don't think he'll change it. If it was me, I'd change the wing backs. I, this is the if there's this is no, this really isn't the game to be honest with you. Um, because Newcastle are actually doing well this season, but if there is ever a game or time, should I say, in a season that I would be like, you know what, sod it, I'm, I'm gonna go crazy here. I'd, I'd play um, suspect, and in fact, this is what I'll do I'd play suspect, Spence, uh, wing backs, I'll put Perisic right wing, um, more that's a lot top. of thrust. Super mock. Whoa, 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 big man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I need it like that. Super Pause. Mock. Pause. Super okay. mock left side. Um, me personally, I'd go skip um Benton Core. Um, because I think you need that that assurance in the midfield. Um, I, as most people know, I'm not a fan of Hoybjerg. Um, I never have been, to be honest with you, for he had a good start when he first came. And then he showed his, his ugly side, and I've never forgiven him since. Um, and then the defence for me would be Lenglet, uh, Dyer, and Romero. And that would be that would be it. I'd, I'd be like, go out there, show me what you can do. And if we come away with a very serious victory, that would be my team until certain personnel come back from injury and other personnel win the right to start into the team. I don't hate that lineup at all, you know. Um, I think it'd be great to see Skip start. I think um, that Old Trafford performance was missing someone like Skip, to be fair. Um, and he's so vigorous start this season. He's been getting peasant minutes here and there. I think Suspect has to come in. I don't know why I'm calling him Suspect. I think he's actually quite good. So I'd, I'd get Sesson Young in. Obviously, Longley as well. I've been a big fan of him so far this season. Um, just improving got, that got technical baseline from the back. He's... He, he just seems to be performing quite well this he got this he season. got canned by a lot of our fans you know a lot of our fans were like he's absolutely garbage like as if to say he David. had been to be fair no he had been cancer i mean listen it's all good and well saying a man was garbage he was for quite a while the starting center back for barcelona davis couldn't even be a starting left back for anyone else other than us and wells you make of that what you want, <laughs> what you want, but he was the starting left back, starting left back, and starting left center back for Spurs and for Wales. And listen, the Welsh contingent are going to hear this and be like, "Don't disrespect our country, big man." Listen, outside of Davis, I couldn't name you another defender. I know everyone would be like, "Oh, Rodon, Rodon's that's not a real person, so it doesn't count." Yeah, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't really care. Yeah, that, everyone is just. If Davis is your starting defender, your baseline is is horrible. That's my all about opinion. man like Chris Gunter. Then. Fair enough. Oh, come on, Chris Gunter. Are you serious? Like, <laughs> nah, nah, man. Does exist. He's better. He's better off playing for the Faroe Islands. That's shocking. I still throw back to an expert player there. I'll just pluck that one out of nowhere. Um... Yeah, given the changes to the lineup, or oh, let me just cap off by saying I still can't see Lucas Moura start, but I, 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 I actually wouldn't mind him off the bench. I still think he can actually be quite effective. I mean, if you've got a chaos agent in Almiron actually uh, putting up some good performances for for Newcastle, then there's no reason why Lucas Moura can't do something. Well, I I just don't expect it. Um. 
yeah, with those changes, what would you say your score prediction will be? I still think 3 1 um, to. I was going to say 3 1. Yeah, 3 1, or um, honestly, I wouldn't. I, and this is not me trying to save face. It would be either a 3 1 um, victory in which we, we could potentially look good, or a 2 2 draw and we look bad. Boy, I. We, um... We've got the firepower to absolutely run them over. Um, it's just a question of whether that firepower decides it wants to turn on. Right now, we we seem to be playing like a team struggling with the cost of living, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and boy, that's it's just it's just the way it is, bro. Hey, yeah, well, yeah, we announced a new partnership with uh, Molten Brown today, I think. So maybe maybe we're not as Did effective we? with the cost of living as some other teams. I what so. Molten yeah. Brown? I don't know if it's on. Um, on the training kits or something like that, or I think it's just going to be there in like press conferences or something. Um, I'd have to hop just, back on Twitter to do it. And that's on my field at the moment. Paradise right now, bro. Signing boxing yeah. matches. We're doing, we're doing everything about. Oh yeah. And the boxing match as well. That dead boxing match for what it's worth. Oh, it's just the way it is right now, bro. Things will never change. That's, that's where we are right now. <laughs> You go. You've got that song in my head now. Thank you for that. Yeah, um, yeah both both expect a free one. Like I think we're going to somehow end up either letting Joe Linton or Callum Wilson score. Oh, Jesus. But I, I I fully expect a win. To be honest, like I I can't see anything. But that's, I think we'll we'll do it fairly convincingly. But I I need us to pick up. We'll see. Um, victories away. Um, uh, I know we picked up a victory at Brighton, but I, I need us to pick some some big victories away soon, um, especially before this World Cup. Although I do feel like after the World Cup, maybe things could get better, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, obviously so much can happen. So much can happen. I'm just trying to think if we've got a European game immediately after Newcastle. Yeah, uh, yeah got, we'll, um, we'll have the sporting game. So I do wonder if we'll rotate a bit and Give Huibia that rest to to bring in Skip, but I don't, that's, I don't that's know all the rotation I expect. To be honest, other than the the wing backs. Oh Jesus! I've just realised. I think Emerson might end up coming back into the side. I don't know who that is. Chicken Royale might end up coming back into the side. I have no clue who you're talking about. Emerson, just down off the block. Never, never heard of this player. He's wearing the tags. Just come must, off his suspension. Default player. Default player with no stats added you. No stats. Just just a creative player. <laughs> creative player with a blonde V colour. That does sound like a default avatar to be fair. That's what he is. He's a default avatar. Man, may maybe Conte will surprise us all and just out of nowhere start Spence. That would be insane. Just get Dan Burn, who seems to be playing left back for them more often than not. So he plays someone for, we can um, get Brighton. Out. So it's, it's nothing new to be honest. He played wing back for there pretty much as well. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. He, he's quite he's quite a utility man to be fair to him. You know, um, no wonder I really rate highly, but he is a utility man. He does um does help his team out a lot. Bloody tall as hell. <laughs> It'll be an interesting game. Um, yeah, that will wrap up our uh, our pods and show for tonight. Again, thank you, Scott Hall, for joining me. Anytime. Providing balance as balanced as all things should be, and um, we'll catch you next Thursday potentially for another stream and 
every Saturday morning when the audio form is released. But for now, we bid you farewell and peace. Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh yeah! Sports Social Podcast Network.